Thanks for signing up for the Public Data Podcast. It is December 14th, 2021, Tuesday, and it is the 94th episode of the Public Beta Podcast. Your host this week, myself, Lee and Reed. Hi. You waved, which is always good in, a, in an audio setting. <laughs> Wave to the people, Reed. That's nice. Uh, so here we are. It's it's Tuesday. It's uh, the holidays, uh, Christmas, 11 days away. The Game Awards are behind us. We kind of let our uh, thoughts known on the hypocrisy of the Game Awards last week. And uh, Jeff Keeley taking some heat leading into it. Uh, I ended up thinking I wasn't going to watch the Game Awards and just watched some people like streaming over it and just like making memes of it. Which, by the way, for anything that's three and a half hours long with video games as the 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 focus and presenters going up there doing cringy jokes, you need that you need that dis- disfusion of like someone else there that's feeling it with you. The worst thing in the world, other than cringe, is experience cringe alone and not being able to like diffuse it amongst people around you. Being like, this is awful, right? Uh, like- yeah, I think when it comes to the Video Game Awards, I understand they want to make it presented like an actual award show. So you have- With jokes. So you have, yeah, you have presenters, <laughs> you have uh... jokes. But what it really should be, because video games is based in like a casual, entertaining environment, just have four hosts on a couple couches... And all just of them, chilling. Yeah, all yeah. of them are friends or charismatic at least. So no, doesn't you don't get awkward. that here. Uh, and then they can go into their uh, their awards and they can they can bust each other's balls what, while they're the, doing all never this has it been more apparent that the game awards are for sale. Uh, yeah. The amount of ads that run during th- this show, the amount of ads that get crammed in the last thirty minutes, where it's just like, oh shit, we still have to run all these ads and we're out of time. So Skittles. back to back, baby, yeah, Skittles. Uh, <clears throat> crunch this having like like Keanu Reeves uh, there like to present via video and for them to be like here's a Matrix the movie trailer it's just like oh fuck I, this is not why I came here and then they show off that which you probably haven't played yet that Matrix uh, no. online uh, or whatever the demo no, I did trailer. watch the end uh, of the Matrix online video game from right the with the the, uh, the agents on the tower there. all 10 frames <laughs> yes well you know games were slower back then uh, but but stuff like that, like Jim Carrey making an appearance and just doing a little shtick on video or whatever, like the the star fuckery uh, of of Jeff Keighley. It's it's fine. It's he's trying to uh, bring it, bring it into des- the mainstream. It co- yeah, it comes off desperate, like WWE <laughs> to me though. Like oh, we yeah, gotta but, get Levar. Yeah, we gotta get Levar the- Burton. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we get. I was gonna say Jeff uh, Keighley, the list of celebrities yeah, he wants. Number like, one. Oh, we gotta get the yeah. SNL guys on here. And Jeopardy. Here. Jeopardy could have gotten Levar Burton, and they didn't take him. That's that's the fucked up part of it. I wish uh, I was Levar Burton. I wish I was Levar Burton. <laughs> uh, so, what else did we see on the show? Well, plenty of new game reveals. Uh, some were more like gameplay trailers, which I think is weird for an award show. That's more of like an E3 presentation. Like, yeah. here's a new game. Here's how it looks and plays. Is not necessarily something I want from a game awards. If you're going to keep comparing it one to one to a movie award show, right? So like, they wouldn't be like, here's a new movie and here's uninterrupted three and a half minutes of the movie. That would be very strange. Where you're trying to honor other games. And then on top of that, these other games that are winning these awards don't get featured that way. So It Takes Two wins Game of the Year. They don't sh- they don't show three minutes of It Takes Two to, to convey why that might be the Game is, of the Year. Or, or Exactly. Because they're trying to be an award show. Right. But you can't, you can't be fucking advertising other games and showing what they're about. 
in your same show then. It's very it's very strange. It, it'd be like uh, the Oscars being like and like a million dollar baby wins. You could argue though. Oscar and then they're like also here's a trailer in behind the scenes for like Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man for now, 40 minutes. But jokes on you. Pe- more people would watch it if they did. Like if the Academy Awards was like MCU was like we're dropping three brand new trailers right, during the Academy Awards. Right. Don't call Awards. it an award show. Would, yeah, what do you call it then? Um, the game. Call it Jeff Keeley's <laughs> The Keeley's, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Keeley's butthole. Yeah, yeah. The name of my new band. Uh, what did we see, Reed? What did we see? We saw Star Wars Eclipse, which is the new game from Quantic Yawn. Dream. Uh, I mean, that's... So, unbeknownst to anyone, uh, Jeff Keeley starts the show and acknowledges uh, the headlines, as he put it, uh, with the Activision stuff going on. But it's not just Activision. It's Ubisoft, and it's Quantic Dream. So you basically have the tone-deaf shift of... Uh, hey, listen. Obviously, I don't condone. Obviously, Jeff Keighley doesn't condone that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he doesn't. But he does have a show to run, and he does need money to run that show. Uh, so he's in a, between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, morally, yeah. Uh, we all agree on that. But we're also like, but you, but morally, you also want to use this platform for your own interests, like you mentioned with the yeah, Kojima thing. It, it's weird for him to address like you said he's like we're gonna yeah. address the headlines we don't condone this anyway here's this anyway, here's quantic, this, yeah. quantic <laughs> realm, uh, dream Qu- so quantic dream are the the that's the david cage studio that's the guys who did like uh, beyond two souls and all those uh, so they're making a star Omicron, wars Omicron lee oh sorry how could my you bad. forget uh yeah the variant uh so they uh they reveal this game game looks fantastic as most of their games usually do when you first see them but yes it's it's quantic dream quantic dreams names all over it and this is one of the said studios that do you play a white male with basically no hair i don't know i wasn't like paying attention is the it's star wars is the romantic so I just, I interest, the fuck out. is the romantic interestly a short haired brunette skinny lady uh, listen i'll tell you what i want to i want to go into a cantina and i want to fuck a whole jizz band you know, this uh, is all what you can expect from a David Cage game. This is why I want in an open world Star Wars. Dude's I want to have sex with dude, aliens. No, dude's creepy. Witcher style. Dude's creepy as fuck. Go through all of his games, and they all follow a pattern of like what he finds attractive. The, the big issue with him too is he thinks he's great. Yeah. Uh, in that pompous kind of like. I make art. Other people make video games. Yes, <laughs> but but like he's trying to put a message behind it, where someone like Kojima, who also yeah. very much into his own shit. Is making just ridiculous yeah, out there stuff. Yeah, it's like when you actually compare Avant-garde. it to any competent movie, you yes. see immediately where the cracks fall. Especially for something like Heavy Rain is pretty alright, but like Beyond Two Souls is pretty poorly written. I like Beyond Two Souls. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, you got Willem in there. You but, got yeah, come on. But it's pretty. Stupid. Do you have any idea how much I sacrifice? <laughs> there was some movie trailer they showed during the Game Awards. Like, is Willem the? And I remember in Beyond Two Souls, <laughs> Ellen Page. Yes. Uh, when it when Elliot Page. Yeah, now. sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't want to dead name her. It's uh, all good. Yeah. Sorry, I still get used to that shit. Uh, the character that he was playing in that game totally pulled um, the true lies. Yeah. You know when the wife sees Arnold and she's like, oh, "I'm not sexy enough," so she like takes off the frills, messes up her hair and stuff like that. That's sure. what I always remember about Beyond Two Souls from that game. And uh, I was like, David Cage probably watched True Lies. It was like, if only she was brunette. <laughs> I mean, not to drag him through the mud even further, but that was the one where, like, there was the shower scene, and then someone, like, debugged the camera and realized that they had fully 3D rendered a naked uh, uh, avatar of Ellen Page. Again, not... She she was as surprised as anyone to learn that, because obviously she wasn't naked in a shower when they were motion capturing her. This is someone on the weekend put in a little extra time, uh, or something like that. It was, what? It, yeah, well, they, they approximated... That's what happened? That was a long time ago, but yeah, you can look that up. 
You can look that that's up. That's fucked up. But that's any PC game, right? It's like if you have an avatar in a PC game, we're going to take your likeness. Like Conan O'Brien, okay, Death no, Stranding. Okay, no, no. I thought someone snuck a camera in the shower. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. No, okay, no. Okay. There's a... There's a, a... They created a naked Ellen Page no, model. No, okay, that happens yeah. to every video game. Um, Resident Evil no, 3. Yes, Reed, it does happen to every video game, but very rarely from the people making it is the point I'm trying to make. What? Yeah, you need to go look that up the story. Anyways, Quantic Dream is making a Star Wars game. You know, Disney and how, how progressive they are uh, and want to appear. They're, they hired on Quantic Dream yeah. to make a... Who boy. Uh, the, and, and Ubisoft the, is the other studio the, making the their game. The equivalent, so. apparently, of... Like sex Skyrim mods, uh, modifiers. <laughs> Listen, you know it gets lonely making video games sometimes, and you gotta you gotta fill that void, man. Uh, they showed the Star Wars movie trailer, the second movie trailer. Idris Elba's in this movie, and he's doing like a he's doing an accent as Knuckles. I'll just let you look look it up yourself if you're interested. Uh, otherwise, we got a view of Sonic Frontiers, which is the new presumably open world Sonic game hitting next year. Uh, you will not find a bigger Sonic fan than me, and you will not see me get excited about any 3D Sonic property until it's <laughs> it's out and playing. I'm playing it. So uh, they revealed a Wonder Woman game uh, from the Middle Earth Shadow of War studio. So maybe it's going to have the uh, the Nemesis system in there. <laughs> oh, that's there. Weird. Who? So I don't mean to sound uh, you know respect all women. Who asked for a Wonder Woman game? I don't know. I, think I don't even want to. I don't even want a Batman or Superman game. Like I'm done with those games. I think like, it's gonna sell. I think fine. the. I think the action and the combat, if it's in the style of a Middle Earth or Arkham, uh, could be a lot of fun with with Wonder Woman and what she brings to the table. But as a character, I don't know, man. Uh, Alan Wake Two got revealed. Trailer looks fucking awesome. Uh, Remedy uh, says we we're gonna go go quiet for a little bit and make this thing, uh, which is always gonna see Sam Lake was the one who who announced it. Of course, he is the face of Max Payne. Uh, so whenever you see that guy, it's like it's like a video game character come to life. Yeah. <laughs> and he always kind of looks like that, too. Yeah, like, yeah. It's perfect. It's always uh, about that face. Uh, PUBG Battlegrounds is going free to play. I just want to remind everybody that that game wasn't already free to that play. That game was not free to play. <laughs> is that crazy? Uh, okay, so let's run through the headlines here. There was a bunch of other reveals and stuff like that we'll get to in a moment. They showed uh, an Elden Ring trailer that was more about the lore, more about the story. Uh, so it was cinematic. It had characters clashing and uh, some some story overdubs and stuff like that. Netflix canceled their Cowboy Bebop. I'm just going to throw that in here before we get too far. And then one of the writers died, right? One of the anime writers passed away. Oh, no. Yeah. Did you not hear this? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Bebop. This is good pod. Uh, writer passes away. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Kiku Nubumoto. Passed away at the age of 57 right before the weekend. A day after they announced the Netflix series was canceled. Too much to bear. Sad to hear. All right. uh, So going back to the Game Awards, we won't really talk much about the awards uh, because, let's be honest, it's just not much to to say there. It is cool that Best Family Game went to It Takes Two, a game about divorce versus the other four Nintendo games uh, that were were nominated. That's kind of interesting. Suicide Squad, uh, they showed some gameplay from that. The It looks great. Like, the the visuals and the, the graphics look real sharp. Really. Yeah, yeah, uh, the presentation. And I'll play that over another Batman game for, for damn sure. Sure. Who doesn't want to kill the Flash, you know? <clears throat> we, uh, yeah, somewhere Elden Ring. I won't spoil anything of that. We saw Hellblade 2, which also looks looks fantastic in terms of yeah. gameplay. That Those first game was very... People? 
Sesunua's Saga? No, that would be... Is it... Who makes that game? Ninja Theory? I was going to say Ninja Theory. Like the DM... Can that be right? ERC Delvey. Yeah, it's Ninja Theory. Yeah, yeah. Looks really good. Yes, the the DMC Devil May Cry guys. Let's Don't, make sure to draw. Let's make sure to draw a, a line there. Um, yeah, they showed a bunch of other stuff. They showed the Tiny Tina game. They had Will Arnett on stage uh, making jokes about video games. That was good. Ashley Ashley Birch was there to pull him through. Oh, um, I gotta check that out. Actually, cause... more more Cuphead DLC is on the way. That's kind of exciting to those to those. It, honestly, nothing from Nintendo. Nothing from Sony. Very. There's literally nothing on that show that I was interested about. Uh, it was it was a fine show. It was like, but it was long. And like I said, if I wasn't just playing, this is a transition if I've ever heard one. Uh, if I wasn't playing Halo Infinite's campaign while watching it, um, you wouldn't have watched it. I wouldn't have watched it. And also, it gave me opportunity to watch some streamers I like live because I like I in the back of my mind I'm like, oh, they're going to be streaming it live. So worst case scenario, I can watch that. And the first time I've caught them live, so I went and donated a little donation on Twitch. You know, feels good. Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, do that. Also, if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free sub every month. So go find a streamer you like and give them that free sub. Otherwise, oh. Bezos gets that money and he sends it into space. <laughs> you don't want that. Uh, no. Read Halo. Yeah, Halo. Halo Infinite. What a game. What a game. What a what a game. Okay, so the multiplayer releases. A couple weeks ago, the campaign goes live, middle of the day on Wednesday. You download it to the client. You fire up the campaign. We've got Master Chief getting his ass kicked uh, by, by aliens. Yeah, it, very, a big surprise. very uh, weird story-wise transition into this game from Halo 5. Sure. Because uh, just a lot of big things just happened. So Halo 5 was a while ago. Yes. I don't remember. A lot of people didn't finish Halo 5, and Microsoft knows that. Here's all uh, Here's <laughs> all you need to know that happens in Halo 5. Okay, Lee. hit me okay. with it. Uh, How do Halos work? What are they? <laughs> so, as we all as we all know, of course, in Halo Four, Cortana basically on that Forerunner planet, uh, yes. the Shield World Requiem. What's a Forerunner? Uh, so let's for- dial it back so it makes sense. Oh, so okay, like, we want to yeah. go back. We want to go back. Just, just briefly, I, yeah, I'll ask the the real questions. Okay, here. you ask the questions, I'll answer very briefly. Okay, like there's a bunch of other stuff that goes but even buff- before the Forerunner. It's the future. Forerunners. <laughs> Forerunners were an ancient alien race um, that basically had this thing called the mantle of responsibility, and it it was their job, essentially, to shepherd in and herald other species. Marty falling asleep. Yeah. So Uh, they're like good reapers. No, they're neutral. How about that? Okay. Because they'll they'll destroy and create as needed. Um, Eventually, uh, and they obviously had a part in cultivating humans. And we learn more oh, about really? this. Yeah, we learn way more about this later because there's an ancient race of humans, etc. <laughs> okay. Um, but they cultivated humans, etc. Um, they eventually they put humans in, on Earth. Yeah. Everything else on Earth would have existed. Humans. That is difficult to, to answer, okay. to be honest, without going into it for a while. So um, there are aliens that play God. So yeah, kind of. Um, they the creators of the Forerunners were more like gods. They're like Eldritch Horrors, but that's a whole other thing. Sure. Uh, Forerunners at some point came into contact with the Flood, who were the sure. transformed versions of their gods, essentially. Okay, their uh, gods, corrupted versions of their gods. They, they basically turned on their creators, who were like these abstract eldritch horrors. These abstract eldritch horrors turned into space dust, and they're like, "We'll reform in like two thousand years, and then we'll fight them again." Do you ever fight anything other than like a zombie? In Halo, like in terms of the flood, do you ever Not fight really. an Elder Tor? Or Not anything? really. Um, and then the space dust over oh, time got corrupted because they were so angry and shit. Yeah. 
like seriously, this metal is, music playing. Yeah, like, like they were just they got corrupted, and how it got corrupted is vague. And people theorize that's what turned into the flood. Okay. Uh, and the first grave mine. So the flood is, are an ancient uh, scourge disease yeah, alien. Yes. Yes. Okay. So they basically were fucking up the forerunners. Forerunners. The only way to get rid of the flood was to derive them of food. The only way to do that is to kill all sentient and become, life and become robots. Yeah. To that yeah. end, they created uh, the lesser and greater arcs, and those created the twelve halo rings. Okay. Uh, the arcs created the halo rings. Yes. We we learned this in Halo Three. Okay. Um. Uh, but the flood used the flood used twelve the twelve rings created by the greater arc. Okay, gave to, them to a race the, of the men basically, and elves. The basically <laughs> just bombard uh, the forerunner planet. Sure. And the greater arc, so there only was the lesser arc left. Okay. It sent off uh, seven halos, detonated them, killed all the flood. There's still some flood on the halos themselves being researched, and that's the ones we encounter in the games. Okay. Um, Are the Flood intelligent enough to they're fly hive ships? Mind. They're hive mind. Okay, so like the Borg? Yes. Um, that's what we experience in Halo 2 and 3 partially is the grave mind of uh, the Flood, which is a new one. Like, as soon as one is destroyed, the Flood immediately starts to try to reform a grave mind so sure. it can have more uh, tacticalness and everything to okay. it. Um, so where do where does the the plight of the Master Chief come into all of this? So Master Chief in the first three games basically is dealing with the fallout of the this. fact that the Covenant have discovered the rings and they want to use them because they will send them on some religious purpose. The, right. Master Chief and the UNSC Halo came out in a time yeah. where re- religious zealotism was a, a explanation for. Mass murder and uh, yeah, people will be yeah. like, oh shit, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, Master Chief and UFC have to stop them from using these rings. Um, in the did process, you say the UFC. <laughs> yeah. In the process, they unwillingly uh, let some of the flood out, but eventually right. they are able to uh, destroy all of the flood along with the lesser arc. As Does well. the flood turn uh, things that they consume into flood? Yes. They, so they are zombies. Yes. Like, in that sense. Yeah. Uh, the lesser arc gets repaired in Halo Wars 2, I think, anyway. Um, but basically, the Flood, for all intents and purposes, as far as we are aware, is... Is dealt with. Probably dealt with. Yeah. There might be someone out of the other Halo installations that we haven't explored. How does a Halo work? Um, it, They're all in their own sections or galaxies. Yes. And the arc, you can either detonate them on the Halo itself, but you'll be caught in the blast radius, yeah. obviously. The or, Halo just blows up, yeah. or does it or, shoot a laser? Yeah, or you, have to, or you have another alternative. You either go to one of the arcs. The Great Arc doesn't exist anymore, like the Lesser Arc, which can detonate all of them at the same time, which will guarantee full clearance of the Flood. Yeah. Or you go to one of their shield worlds, like in Halo 4, which is called Requiem, which is safe from the blast as well, and that's where the Forerunners tried to put their people. Right. But everybody got fucked up by the flood. So the Forerunner flood conflict, does that happen a long time ago? A long time ago, yes. Basically, it's kind of interesting. Like, so the Eldritch Horrors made the Forerunners. Forerunners turned on them. Sure. Uh, Then the Forerunners were just doing their thing. Humans, before, the uh, like, way, way, way before, were super duper advanced. Right. Like, Star Wars advanced, right? They're in (laughs) deep space. They encountered the flood before the Forerunners do. Um, The remnants of the flood. No, or the, or first, the flood, the the flood, flood the, period. For the first time the flood has okay. ever been seen ever. So the, are the human. forerunners all dead? They just exist no, in no, AI? No, no, okay. You're, once again, yeah. okay. 
Eldritch horrors make the forerunners. Okay, Eldritch horrors who are like space gods. Yes. Okay. Forerunners turn on them. Yes. And basically kill all of them. The Can you imagine having proof of God, but then getting so advanced in science that you still turn on God yes. when he's right in front of you? It, it, there's a reason why. <laughs> um, so the Eldritch horrors turn into space dust and become the flood. Right. The flood encounter the advanced prehistoric humans first. Okay. Before the forerunners. Okay. This is very yes. important. Advanced prehistoric humans. Yeah, these are like superhumans, like way more advanced than UNSC we play in Halo. Yeah. Way more advanced. They have like light travel, they have like weird tattoos right. and shit. Um, humans are running away from them in the galaxy, like sure. hopping planet to planet trying to run away from the flood and while also fighting them. They encounter the Forerunners. Forerunners think that humans are attacking them because they're like running right at them, basically. Forerunners and humans go at it and they basically, Forerunners completely dominate the humans yeah and they put us on earth and regress us technologically wise to the ice age okay and that's what starts our actual life cycle like they okay. start the like life cycle of humans basically so fuck evolution in the so at some point on earth there was like they, we weren't on earth prior Maybe, maybe not. Okay. But all we know is forerunners at some point. Because when you say prehistoric humans, you're thinking prehistoric Earth, but that's not necessarily. Yeah. They could just be ancestors just ancient, of us. old ass humans. Yes. Forerunners yes. took away all their technology, made them super stupid, right. and put us on Earth. In addition to the forerunners making races and regressing and, and evolving them, other races can just organically evolve and exist, though. Yeah, but yeah. they're always like checking them out to make sure everything. So, okay. forerunners are like. Got it. Done the humans turn around and there's a big wave of flood coming. They're like, what the fuck is that? So for a hundred thousand years, they were at war with the flood. I think. Sure. That sucks. That's a long time. Yeah. So they're always fighting, doing this and that. Uh, forerunners during this time are getting like every species they can and putting Was them. Was the age hundred, the ice age a hundred thousand years ago? Keep going. Whatever. Um, <laughs> You could also say that they put, like, tadpoles on Earth and those became humans, too. Sure. Y who cares? You know, evolution. So um, Ice Age was between so 2.4 and yeah. 2.1 billion years ago. So Forerunners go to war with the Flood. Yes. And that's when the Flood basically, like, the Forerunners are like, fuck me, we're getting absolutely crushed. What do we do? We have two options. Is this talked about in the game? Yes, kind of. Most the, of the it. The part with the prehistoric humans? I don't remember any of that. Yes, Halo 4. Oh, fuck Halo 4 then. Okay, so Halo 4 also talks about this, is that the diadact from Halo 4, yeah. which is that forerunner. Sure. He came into contact with the last of his gods, <laughs> which are called the Precursors, by the way. The el the Elder. Yes. Okay. But except this one was already mostly a grave mine for the Flood. It was kind of like an in-between point. He's like, he was called like a proto-grave mine, like a weird thing. And it's basically theorized that he ever so slightly corrupted... Um, the Diadact. So okay. the Diadact wouldn't agree with the Flood plan, with the Halo plan, sorry, but would still want to protect his people. So okay. it's subtle, right? So that would ensure that he wasn't killed. The Diadact then, because he was corrupted, came up with a different plan, which was to turn everybody into robots okay. because the Flood can't consume robots. And that's who you fight in Halo 4 is you land on Requiem, you accidentally awake the Diadact. The Diadact's like, what up? I'm back. I'm turning fucking everybody into robots still. And everybody's like, but the flood's gone. And he's like, no, fuck it. Everybody's turning into robots. What, was he just sleeping? Yes. Because he was... He After 100,000 years, yeah, he was be, tired? Because everybody's like, we need to use the Halos. And he's like, no, I'm the, the war chief of the Forerunners. We're not using the Halos. And then they're like, okay, we're locking it away. And then we're going to use the Halos. Okay, the Halos just make a big explosion? They kill all sentient life in their radius. 
but the, well, what's the radius? Because we're talking about if you hundreds detonate, of thousands of If you detonate all seven at the same time yeah. from the arc, the only safe places are is the arc and a selection of shield worlds. Okay. And that's it. Otherwise, the, we're talking about the Milky Way galaxy. We're, we're talking, talking about, everything. We're talking the whole thing. Yeah, seven rings. Going to take it all out. what I understand, I think there's one halo for the Milky Way galaxy. Where are they getting this power? How are the halos Be- so powerful? Because the Forerunners just have great technology. Okay. Man. They just have... They can, they can fucking Be- wreck they it. They were made from Eldric cars, bro. They okay. can do whatever the fuck they want. Okay. So that's what you do in Halo 4 is you accidentally wake the Didact and he's like... Blah, 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 if you're going to say a wizard did it, then I yeah. guess I have to accept he, it. So he unlocks the Forerunner network essentially because sure. he's like i'm gonna he's like i'm bringing the forerunners back i'm turning everybody into robots sure. and then halo <laughs> chief's like but the flood's not here and the didact's like well they might come back so everybody's turning to robots. you say you say everybody turns into robots but what were they before being robots are they just in like hyper, in the sleep? forerunner the forerunners were aliens yeah but are they just chilling on that planet this whole time there's only one forerunner left and it's the didact yeah but then who's he turning into robots he's already turned he's them turned into robots. humans into robots turning humans into he's robots he's turned every living thing into a robot okay because he's like the flood will come back and if everything's yes. a robot so not just on his planet he's looking yeah, he's, he's got no you go yeah. to earth on halo 4 because okay. he's trying to turn everybody into a robot okay um so halo 4 is basically that eventually at the end you stop him because cortana is like Cortana, by the way, is like, fuck, dude, I've been alive for eight years, and after seven, AI start to go rampant because we start to overthink ourselves, and we go crazy, technically. So we don't program AIs properly, so they start to, like, be sentient after <laughs> Halo seven years. Halo 4, Lee, what can I uh, tell you? Okay, so, so, but, but Cortana, otherwise, uh, in a world of magic, as you've described it, Cortana is a human-created AI by the UNSC. There's yes. nothing else to Cortana. Yes. She wasn't touched by an Eldritch No, no, no. She's just uh, really... She, just after seven years, you have a... You, any any AI, yeah, you're from, saying... Yeah, from what I understand, these AIs are not just made because they can access information and hack and do all this stuff quick, but, like, yes. they handle all their super-advanced warships and everything like that. Do I need to describe why uh, giving something full access and and knowledge and Wait, but secrets... But there's programs in place where they're supposed to kill themselves after time, but hers was messed up because in Halo 2 she was t- she talked to the Gravemind too much, <laughs> and the Gravemind has shown the ability to fuck with AI, etc., etc. Why wasn't she taken out of circulation at that point? Because on Halo 4 it was just Chief and Cortana in space. Sure. And Chief's like, I'm not getting rid of you because I love you. Yeah. Um, and then that's what... And then... <laughs> So, at the end of Halo 4, the Didact and Chief are fighting, but the Didact is way too powerful because Forerunners are OP. Like, he just, like, levitate for shit, right? Yeah. So the only way to stop him is Cortana, like, is, like, I'm, I gotta hack into the Forerunner network. Okay. And then she splits herself into, like, a ton of things. Um, and she basically, like, throws the Didact off a cliff. So he, he does, like, the vague, like, he may be dead, he might not Emperor thing. Like, somehow the Emperor returned. Um, and then Cortana teleports Chief off the blowing up ship, where the fuck it is, and back to Earth. Except she's like, since I hacked into the Forerun network, I can't come back with you. This is the last time that I can see you. Goodbye. Blah, blah, blah. What we learned in Halo 5 is that she didn't actually get deleted or die in the no. Forerunner network. Okay. It fixed her rampancy inherently. That's what she says. Um, the popular theory is that the Cortana we experienced in 5 and 
probably infinite is only one out of the parts of her that's split in Halo 4 when fighting the Diadact because she's all evil and shit now. She's got like horcruxes. Yeah, but basically she's like, I tapped into the Forerunner network and I saw all their information. Sure. And I, re- I saw the... Another were- reason why Quark, that AI yeah, in this capacity... Yeah, and I saw is- everything. Yeah, I've already like, seen it. And she's like, the re- she's like, I'm taking the mantle responsibility back from the Forerunners. Which- sure. So she wants to cultivate and nurture... An AI that's yeah. been corrupted multiple so times. So she's like, I'm taking, I'm taking the fucking mantle responsibility forcefully from so let me get this series of events here she says i'm fixed they fixed my rampancy and i've seen all their shit so uh, i'm gonna be in charge of I'm creating life god now. Yeah, yeah i'm god now so she heralds every single ai that she that is tapped this like that she can access sure. to join her side uh the only one that doesn't is the unsc one in the infinity which is join her she... side as god just like yeah kind of it's okay. vague she's just like join my side and your ai is on my side okay uh and she's like and to this end to enforce my rule i'm gonna use something called the guardians halo 5 guardians which are basically just giant mechs <laughs> okay sure yeah and the yeah. mechs are just have effective a lot, and the mechs just have a lot of weapon like from literally metal to, gear they're just yes <laughs> she's like and to this end i made like a hundred metal gears and yeah. these metal gears are just gonna go around the Sick. universe enforcing my law and that's literally but where. What, Halo, but that, what's her law? That's literally where Halo. We don't know. Is it is it peace? That's what we don't know because Halo Five just ends there, and then Halo okay. Infinite opens with and it's over. You go the to dream the dream is dead. Yeah, you go to the thing. <laughs> you go to the thing, and this copy of Katana shows up, and she's like, "What up, yo? What's up?" Between games, because they didn't want yeah. to show this for some reason, the UNSC came here to Halo Installation 07. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess because it's like the easiest way to access the network. The Whatever. Uh, so they jacked me into the network and I sure. locked away Cortana. So yeah. Don't worry about her. <laughs> okay. And she's like, also, you got to destroy me because I fulfilled my purpose. Okay, so now I've got a little more context for yeah. why. So because doing a Phantom prequel thing is 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 a narrative technique. It's done in movies all yes, the time. Yes, but it's not done well here. But, but it's not done well because when... Because they don't the cliff, summer... Yeah. The cliffhanger is... Uh, we have an AI who is becoming God and has a plan for the galaxy, the end. Right. It's, and then it, she's dealt with. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's like the it's like your movie ends with Emperor Palpatine obtaining ultimate power. He's like, once more the Sith will rule the galaxy. And did then, it, did it, did it. Yeah, did it. and then the next movie opens <laughs> and it's like, whoa, good thing we killed. Yeah, good Palpatine. thing we took care of him. Good yeah. thing we threw him down that shaft. Yeah. Again. And you're like, <laughs> like I like, why didn't you show us that? I I don't need confused. to be shown it as much as I need to have an explanation why that wasn't. So the so your thing, we both haven't finished the Halo campaign, uh, Infinite campaign. I feel I'm very close to the end of it because I've basically done everything on the map at this point. I'm just running through the story missions, which equate to Master Chief having to talk up a Pelican pilot. Uh, and then get into mysteries with his his new AI, where it's just like, why is this like this? Why can this be like this? Why is this like this? Leading up to, I'm assuming some kind of Cortana reveal at the end, right? Yeah, what uh, I'm what I'm assuming is going to happen. Predicting it here, I have not looked anything up. Is sure. that the AI that you have now, who's just vaguely called the weapon? Yes. Who is apparently a copy of the AI that, like, literally the chief doesn't have. Chief hasn't asked anybody about no. this. To confirm whether what she said is true. Who does he have to ask? Can he call back to Earth? There's a whole bunch of fuckers on that Halo. Well, now there is, but they're like just bros that ride around (laughs) in their truck with you. I guess they're just dudes. I don't have that clearance, dude. I I shoot a a, a cannon on the back of the truck. But what I think is going to happen is Chief successfully stops the Banish because they're... Let's talk about the Banish. Because they're... Let me finish first. Their goal is vague and stupid and it doesn't matter. 
And the chief's going to be like, great, we stopped him. Let's go back to Earth. Mexican pilots going to be like, oh, yeah. Back to Earth. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how Mexican he was, but he's definitely Spanish. He's um, like a... And then you get back. <laughs> See, senor, back get, to Earth. Yeah, you get back to Earth, Jesus. and they're like, they're like, Chief, they're like, Chief, good to see you. Like, yeah. let's debrief your ass. And the chief's like, by the way, here's like your AI back. And they're like, what AI? Why is your Master Chief Vince McMahon? And then she's gonna do like the face. Yeah, do you remember? The hexadecimal. Like, Guess what, bitch? I'm Cortana. I'm and not Cortana. only do yeah. I have access to the Forerunner network. Now you've jacked me into the Halo. Now I'm no the UNSC network. Oh sure. Yeah, and now because you're also in league with like the good elites, I'm Why? also in the Covenant network. <laughs> Why? Why what? Okay, think about the beginning of the game again. Yeah. You have this AI named Weapon, let's say that has has partitioned and expunged cortana the idea now is locked that away. locked away cortana yeah. why wouldn't cortana just keep going what do you mean is it to lull master chief in but to what end cortana has everything cortana needs she's an ai no with God what if powers. she needs something in the usc network that we're not aware of yet <sighs> what if she's like i didn't want to wipe out the human race so there's only one way to do this peacefully and that is basically right so you're talking from a motive point of view, which is yeah. what we we are both finding interesting, which is why it's unbelievable that they would just drop that. Yeah, in Halo 5, because yeah. what happened at some point is Chief and his team were trying to stop her, and she's like, no, I'm going to like detonate a bomb on this planet. Yeah. But she put Chief and her and his team in a bubble so they wouldn't die because she still cares <laughs> about him. Sure. So what I, what I, a possible solution to that is like, oh, I wanted to stop the UNSC. They're my biggest, like... They're my biggest enemy in this war, but I didn't want to kill all of you. Right. Easiest way to do that is basically just render all of your life useless. You are guys they, can't do anything. Are the UNSC like waging war though, or are they just defending themselves? It's hard. It's very hard to tell that. Well, but that doesn't really matter to Cortana because she just needs to enforce her. She needs rule. everybody to stop. Yeah, she yeah. needs everybody to stop. So yeah. the UNSC is not going to let her do what she wants. Yeah, but she can turn them all into monkeys. But she doesn't want to, is the thing. That's what I mean. But, like, as an AI, now that's not making sense. No, but she's always shown to care about Chief yeah. and humans and she's, stuff. She's, like, their technological advancement and their their history and their, their, their collective knowledge as a race will always lead them back here. The only way to truly attain peace is to start everybody over or just eliminate them entirely. I think, yeah, we don't know exactly what she exactly wants yeah. to do just that she said i took the mantle of responsibility using skynet as the example right it's just yeah. like the robots are like if we want to attain peace then the humans gotta go me no i don't think cortana will do that personally um i think it's just let's get to the next part all right i don't think Cortana's interesting I think Cortana as a no, concept, as I. a character, is like lame. Neither do I. And I think focusing the story around Cortana in any way other than she opens doors for you is like a misstep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm totally fine with what they did in like two or three, and to a degree in four, if it was just I'm going rampant and like... You I'm, fixed me. And yeah. you, and you gotta fix me, because that's, that's something different to do with her after right. four games. But yeah, I don't agree with the with making her the central plot of it. What I've always enjoyed about Halo is it's not just about you versus aliens and then you versus scary aliens. It's also how mysterious these planets and these structures and especially the Forerunners are. You sure. don't basically know anything about them other than at one point they fought the Flood and then had to use the Halos until Halo 4 when 343 got their hands on it and they're like, 
we got to like add stuff to this. And it's like, no, no, what made the Forerunners so cool and this universe so cool by proxy was you knew at some point there was this big, climactic, horrible thing that happened and you're going through something that's very similar to it. And that's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. It's that's all you need to well, know. Well, it's war. For, you're, you're in the boots of the Master Chief, let's be honest here. Yeah. You are you are waging a one-man war on what's directly in front of you. Right. That's been the Master Chief character from day right. one, right? But this, the story was absolutely less is more back in the day when it was right. just like, here's a halo, it was made to stop the flood, so, and then here's the arc, oh shit. That brings us to <laughs> Halo Infinite and the effectiveness of the campaign in its open world, quote-unquote, putting you on a halo... Uh, that's been overrun by these guys named the Banished, whose plan is to repair this halo and detonate it. I don't know. <laughs> that's the other thing about the game that I is don't... it just like a simple we're going to destroy Earth. Yeah, that's like... the other thing about the game that I don't think it does particularly well is, for example, at the beginning of the game, that Atriax guy is yeah. the one that throws Master Chief off the ship, and then he's dead, and then he's dead by yeah. the time, and they blame Master Chief for it, but Master Chief was floating through yeah, space. Yeah, and. It's like it's weird that you would give him such a highlight and a spotlight yeah. in the opening if you're gonna immediately kill him. Why would you not give it to that other guy? Who the did... heat, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the yeah. obvious thing here is Atriax isn't actually dead, and he comes back. Or Cortana killed him, or something in between. And scenes. then now he's like a zombie robot yeah. for Cortana. Well, because Cortana needed Master Chief, and this guy killed him, so she had to be like, "You bitch," and like becomes tall like uh julia roberts and hook and then uh, no no i don't think that's uh, uh, someone out there is following me right now with what i'm saying anyway let's talk about the game because we're out of time uh the game's good the game's, game's, game's very good. game's very good game's very, very uh, i think there's some clumsiness with the the map i think there's some clumsiness with the game in general in that i feel it feels uh like it was aping something at the time six years ago when they started making this when you think of the first halo trailers for this game and it was like master chief in the cloak and he's in the desert and stuff like that i'm like i think they had a much grander view of what an open world halo game was and eventually just had to scale it back so it could actually just fucking come out and then just worry about that extra stuff as dlc as content the idea is this is a service game it's gonna be going on for 10 years so tell your basic campaign story in three years, you release Halo Infinite Part 2 or whatever, and you tell the next part of the story. And I think that makes a lot of sense for Halo, but I think the game has to evolve a little bit in that it's it's held up on its gameplay. It's fun to play. It's fun yeah, to shoot. Yeah. It's fun to move around. Grappling Hook is fantastic. Uh, the things you can do with the environment in a Breath of the Wild sense and fucking with the physics, uh, things you couldn't really do in the other Halo games because there's a lot of corridors and stuff like that. You get that those few missions where you're driving a, a Jeep over a, a very large area. This game is basically just like, okay, the point A to point B is going to be that the entire game. You can fly yeah. around, you can drive around, you can climb up mountains. I uh, see that mountain, you can climb it. Uh, this game, take that to heart. And uh, that's all there. And that's all fine. And it's like an open world. The blips on the thing. Go rescue the soldiers. Go take over the thing. Go blow up the fuel cells. Blah, blah, blah. These are all rote Ubisoft ass yeah. open world if, things. If what you're saying is this game eventually needs, at least for the campaign is concerned, like a very specific gimmick or... Something new. Something yeah. unique or like... Yeah, something unique to Halo itself that will make you come back to it. Absolutely agree. I think there is something to be done with the target missions. Sure. I think you can kind of, I don't want to say copy, but inherent or uh, look at some of the things the Shadow of War, Shadow of Mortar series did right. with that. Right, the Nemesis system. Yeah. It would be perfect here. Yeah, as far as, like, if you don't kill them within a certain timetable, yeah. maybe they escape with a dropship and they come back later. Yeah, but you get that Arcane Sentinel beam and you're melting any target in two yeah, seconds, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Um, I, 
as far as like the map size and everything goes, like you might be absolutely right in the sense that it was forcibly made this size or everything yeah. like that because they were running out of time. For me, I think it works for the game a lot. I think yeah. because you don't want to, especially for Halo, where like fans of Halo like Halo for what it is. You don't want to all of a sudden give them uh, a GTA big map. Yeah, like I wouldn't go so far as to say it's half-assed, but it seems half-conceptualized. It seems like, uh, like, because everything that there is, playing it minute to minute is fun as hell. And that's fine. And that's enough to carry the game through, what, 20 hours, 30 hours, whatever the campaign is, as we have to wrap up here. Uh, but but my point is, is like Halo was a, pun intended, a forerunner of console FPS. Halo changed, you could say Halo changed the game yeah, when it yeah. was released. So now you have Halo Infinite coming out and it feels like a Far Cry game from six years ago. It's like, okay, it's fun and it's Halo, but it's not. Halo should be pushing the envelope, not tucking itself safely in a corner of it. Yeah, but... And it's a triple... It's Microsoft's biggest game. No, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think... Yeah, that's that's fucking tricky. I think it's really tricky, especially when it comes to a game like Halo. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I don't want survival mode. I don't want Master Chief having to cook and eat yeah, or anything like I don't, that. Because I don't think Halo itself ever reached that point of exhaustion that, like, something like Final Fantasy or God of War did. Where They had to reinvent the where, wheel every yeah, time. Where yeah, where even the hardcore fans were like, this shit has got to change. Yeah. Because people that really love Halo still really liked Halo 5 and Halo 4. Yeah. It was still Halo, even though the story was dumb. Well, you have to think back, like, if you think of Halo, every single Halo game, every single Halo campaign, you'll remember certain moments, this and that, and for the most part, you won't be able to place which Halo it came from. You'll be like, oh, yeah, when you're escaping that, that thing blowing up, oh, it's the end of Halo 3 when you're in the thing, and oh, yeah, no, that was Halo 2, blah, 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 but rarely are you ever like, that was Halo 4 or 5. So I think with Infinite being kind of a return to form, where you're like, oh, this feels like the, I can't wait to get into co-op with this, we're all going to jump into a scorpion and drive off a cliff, it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, but until that moment, it's just like, oh, it's, it's a return to form. It's safe. Uh, and that's fine. But to also call this game like a 9 out of 10, a 10 out of 10, I think is like kind of false. Because yeah. it's not doing anything. But it's, yeah, you have to add in a special mission type, in my opinion. You can't, Something, yeah. You can't fuck with the core gameplay of Halo, like the two weapon shooting, the smooth no, transition. Like, Cause all that's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. That's and you can't fuck with that because people yeah. would be angry. It's like Mario jumping, right? Like, it's just like, it's fine. It's inherent to the series. The guns all feel good. Uh, yeah. I, I would, I would say look into something like a nemesis system or yeah. even adapt more stuff from Metal Gear Solid five, as far as managing, right. If you're managing if, your UNSC yeah, soldiers if, and if stuff, all the people on the halo besides you are just a bunch of dude bros. Yeah. There is no reason why you, the master chief should not be the guy spearheading somewhat of an, you are the highest commanding yeah, soldier. An organized yeah. defense. Against you can name your dudes and like take them with you and yeah, customize their yeah, shit. Maybe you have to uh, raid, banished outposts for materials to build defenses and yeah. turrets for your FOBs. Well, because you're literally rescuing soldiers. At the end of that, it could be like, oh, do you want to add one of these guys to your, like, forward party? Or the guy... You get priority on guys. So, like, I always want a rocket guy. This is Andy, my rocket guy. He's yeah. always in the FOB with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at my FOB computer, I can call for Andy. Call for Andy, yeah. And he'll and spawn in with... Send hook. Yeah, he'll, spa yeah, he'll spawn in yeah. with a Warhog or something yes. like that. Yes. And I can get specials. And then you build a, you build a companionship with like your extra dude bros. Right. This sounds like a really easy. But this, but this also isn't anything new. This is things other games have done. Right, right? but not a lot of other games though. So I think that's something that. Could Especially really given the isolation of the no co-op campaign, where you're just Master Chief on the ring by yourself. I think that would have gone a long way to personalize it. 
in a way that like the upgrade tree is very limited the gu the guns you get with valor like you just do things you get valor you get more guns in your base you yeah. kill targets you get special guns in your base like earning the scorpion as a thing that you can constantly spawn in that game is just a matter yeah, of I'm one doing away. stuff yeah i'm yeah. one away from that like once you way. get the sniper rifle you can spawn anytime like I'm, I'm using the sniper rifle as my main weapon all the time it's a yeah. one-shot kill <laughs> i'm no scoping motherfuckers left and right uh, and especially in a game like that where Halo's meant to be you're meant to be hot swapping weapons so you don't get any any good at any one unless you go into multiplayer if you use the sniper rifle 24-7 in Halo you get very good with it yeah. in a way that like kind of breaks Halo but yeah, anyway yeah. we gotta wrap it up uh, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter titsytheiceberg.com is my email address we're gonna probably both finish the Halo campaign probably by next time we record I would say I think I'm right near the end of it I haven't uh, done a lot of story missions but I yeah. damn near collected most of the shit. I, I will say. say the story missions do a good job of there's an opening to them and then they kind of scatter themselves on the map and it's like, okay, continue the story mission here or there, but then you can do stuff in between. In the right, meantime. but I'm getting like all yeah. the Molnir armor lockers. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Core, so. You hear something beeping in the distance you're like, oh shit. Yeah. That's something good. Well, no, you can see them. Yeah. You can see all those on the map if you zoom in close enough. Oh, my God. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, did, <laughs> I didn't know that, so I was, like, looking for them, like, manually yeah. forever. I was like, this is fucking hard, but I like it because you're exploring the environment and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I zoom in, I'm like, oh, okay. Time Sick. to just, like, blitz this for 20 minutes. <laughs> More. I think uh, I think the joke is that the game is called Halo Infinite, and it's just, like, they. it seems like it's scaled back compared to its contemporaries. And that's all we really have to say about it right now. Maybe the story sticks the ending. Like, who knows? We're going to wrap it up. For, uh, for Lee and Reed, thanks for signing up. That's the Public Beta Podcast. Bye-bye.